0: Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here, and thank you so much for tuning back into the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting the outstanding Anya Silberbauer. She is the CEO of Harmony and Care. She performs duties in operations for the startup and really benefits from her background in economics and the practice of law. They're doing a fantastic work around helping agencies support the care of the elderly population and I'm excited to hear about what she and her team are up to working in the country of Austria. We can all learn from each other and benefit from the global perspectives and so really grateful to have you on the podcast today Anya.
1: Hi. (laughs) Thanks Happy for, to be here. <laughs> yeah,
0: so glad you're joining us. And so before we dive into Harmony and Care, your company, I'd like to learn more about you. Tell us what inspires your work in healthcare.
1: I mean, it was like, I think I, it was a rough start for me because with 25, like in uh, graduating university, I just had the chance either to work at the National Bank of Austria <laughs> or being a part of a startup. And to be honest, I didn't really, you know, know what was coming or waiting for me over there, but I was definitely deciding to work for a startup because I wanted to, to gain or get a new experiences. So yeah, and what inspires me working in the startup is really that we can change the world in elderly home care. And we see daily that people live longer and healthier when they uh, use our services and then I think that thing is really something you know you can be proud of, and also is some kind of quality in work.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't blame you for picking healthcare startup over banking. <laughs> 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 Nothing against banking. We need we need the money <laughs> to run the companies, but certainly understand uh, uh, your your choice there and and the focus and specifically Anya around elderly home care. So talk to us about Harmony and Care and what you and your company are doing to help.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were always focusing on the idea that there's no real matching in elderly care. So one of my founder, he has both parents in 24-hour care, which means they're living in a house and taken care of by a caregiver. Mostly caregivers are coming from abroad because Austria is a Western European country and we also have a higher GDP. So we often use caregivers from the southeast more or less to take care of our elderly. And we saw daily that caregivers are just sent to his parents' house, and there was no looking for fit, like for psychosocial fit. They were just sending them and seeing if it's working out, and mostly those caregivers, they're staying for a whole month, 24 hours. They really live with these elderly people at home. And so we were thinking of why there is no matching in the system, and then together with the University of Klagenfurt, which is in the south of Austria, we more or less tried out and piloted a test like with around 80 questions the caregiver and the patient have to has to fill out and then we see based on this question who is fitting to whom and then people are sent so this is more or less it's a matching algorithm for elderly people with their caregivers to sum it up
0: yeah yeah i think that's important and you know that fit is so key when you have just Hey, pick a name off a list and send them to take care of somebody that you love. It could become a challenge when they're not a good match. And so talk to us, Anya, about what you believe makes your process and and the way of sourcing caregivers better or, you know, how does it improve outcomes?
1: Hmm. I mean in general as I told you in the beginning caregivers were just sent by big agencies to families and often there was a mismatch or misfit between the caregivers and the patients so after a few days the caregiver was again sent home because you know they couldn't get along with the patient in the very end so the caregiver had to go and there were a lot of costs involved like transportation administration and everything and all of the agency who were more, were more or less intermediate in the system, they didn't think on such a psychosocial system. So when we mostly sold it after having it piloted for two years to big agencies and they saw rapidly that 80% per, of the changes of the caregivers, uh, they were reduced because of our service. And 20% minus administration costs. So for them, it was really a big deal. Also for the families, you know, when you have then in the end one or two caregivers, they work for years with your families for your mom and your dad, and you can trust them. That makes a real big change in the whole market. So, yeah, Yeah, that's great. We also then developed something for stationary home care centers because there, there should also be a more focused care patient care also patient-centered care also involved and so I think you know this is something not just for the European market I mean in the European market we are already super strong but also maybe for the American market because this psychosocial matching I think for elderly care it makes a lot of sense in the end.
0: I, I would agree too, you know, and thinking about it from patient's perspective, the person's perspective, the family, but also from the home care agency perspective, you know, having to to deal with all of the turnover and the challenges of a bad match could be really a big burden that ultimately leads to lack of satisfaction. And so I think it's a really great point that you make, Anya, that, you know, not only are you helping Optimize those matches, but you're lessening the burden of the care agency. Right. So, as you think about the matching algorithm and and building the business, Anya, what what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced, and what was the key learning?
1: I think because I mean, my founding key members, we were founding our first startup altogether. <laughs> 2015. I mean, we made a lot of small mistakes, you know, when it's your first time founding something, it's always like you make mistakes. For example, we should have piloted the product with many more agencies. We were relying on just too few feedbacks. So we were sometimes developing something in the beginning in totally wrong direction. So I think we should have listen to many more agencies, more companies in order to develop the product maybe faster and with not developing you know something which is might not be needed by so many. And also what we experienced is that care or elderly care, is in every European country a little bit different from the legal circumstances and how the whole organization is focused on. Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, we are really similar from the circumstances. But when you go to other countries like Spain or France or Italy, you always have to read yourself inside the legal kind of system. So this is also something we thought, okay, we can scale it up super fast. But then, you know, you also have to see what the different kind of circumstances are in the country you
0: Yeah. Yeah. So from the applications of home care agency to home care agency to cross border differences Mm -hmm. outside of your main area, that's definitely some of the things you learned. I mean, now that you've been around the block, I'm sure as you think about the future innovations, you've got a better model to to scale it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think also in Europe, what can be seen right now is that with COVID, there's a big digitalization wave in elderly healthcare, health tech. And I think COVID really spurs the digitalization. So I see also the systems agencies are using. They are more, they're getting more and more similar and also they're using more tech because what I've seen with big elderly care companies, they often were not really using even like, you know, tech- technological means and everything. And digitalization, they were really behind. Like, so I think right now there's a really level of the structures of agencies for Europe, I think maybe even worldwide, which is also making it much easier for us to offer than a product which is fitting, you know, or you scaling up in the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the there's a saying that says you measure twice and you cut once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and what Harmony Care, your company is doing is you're measuring twice. And before you send a caregiver you make sure that it's the right one and that extra time that technology to back up that that selection process is a big difference maker so tell us are you are you offering this solution in the in the US
1: we are thinking to entering the market even last year, but then COVID came and we also then offered ourselves like 24-hour care, like in-house care uh, in the market and recruiting our, our own right now as well. So we really also have a training center and everything. And we see that this kind of business is super big, but yeah, we are aiming to start off also in US, but you know, it's always like a little bit difficult Mm. So, because I think if you may like to enter the American market, you have to have a good partner and you should do it in the right way because many Austrian or... German-speaking startups, they they burn the fingers going over. Mm -hmm. So I think we should, if we move, I mean, if somebody listens and would be interested in a partnership or offering something, yes, for sure we would. But I need someone, you know, whom to trust and then make a good kind of entry in the American market. So it should be well prepared in my mind.
0: Totally. Yeah. So if if you're listening to this and something strikes a chord with you that you're like, wow, this is something that could work here in the US. We'll definitely give you uh, Anya's contact information, best way to get a hold of her at the end of the podcast here and also in the show notes. So make sure to check that out if it's of interest. What are you most excited about today, Anya?
1: I think the really good thing about this whole COVID crisis is that really the digitalization is, is arriving into elderly care. And also, you know, so many things are right now used, which were, you know, we were, we were talking to the companies and they're saying, no, I don't like to use it. And you thought, OK, there will be five to 10 years until those kind of startup apps or whatever is used. But right now, with digitalization and also people, they are using much more apps, also like the children of elderly care patients, you know, the demand is just much bigger. And I think it can be really the use of the elderly people in the end as well to use all these assisted living technologies and also apps to track the health kind of status. So I think that there are many, many more kind of opportunities Right now, outside, also when it comes to investors for digital health tech startups, I mean, right now, I think also COVID crisis showed that those startups in the end, even, you know, often it takes longer for them to break even or something are really interesting for investors and also have long term success in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree, Anya, that the environment, while it's been a big challenge, it's definitely paved the way for, for a lot of digitization. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to hear the work that you and your team are doing on the home care front, making sure that these people and their families are receiving the right matched care. It could, it could mean such a big difference. And I really thank you for sharing it with us today and would love if you could give us a, a closing thought let us know what we should be thinking about. And then the best place that the listeners could get in touch with you if they want to explore the solution or find ways to partner.
1: I think like always what I'm thinking, like, you know, you individualize your sneakers, your Nikes, whatever. And I Mm -hmm. think why don't individualize elderly healthcare, you know, like the caregiver you living together with, or you're spending so much time in the elderly home care center. So I guess matching... It's really important at this kind of stage. And, you know, if you then match interests and also hobbies and like of cooking styles or whatever, I think it can really prolong your life or at least your last months can be much happier. So I guess this is one thought i like to share, really. And yeah, people can find me for sure on LinkedIn and add me. Yeah. And otherwise, I think you will anyway share my contact details.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, Anya, thank you and really appreciate you sharing the work that you and your team at Harmony and Care are doing. Really looking forward to seeing this type of high touch and customization be applied here in the US too. So make sure you you contact Anya if something today resonated with you. You'll find all of the ways to get in touch in the show notes. Anya, thanks again for spending time with us today.
1: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah.